Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3. Yes, welcome to another episode. It has been such a fun season. I have to tell you, I get more excited every week for the guests that are coming in and saying we want to be a part of this and we want to help with our young adults and their families to have all the resources possible. Today's a little extra fun because we are a podcast today as we discuss podcasting. Huge hot topic and a lot of people are intrigued by it. Some are immersed in it. Some don't even understand it. We're going to talk about everything podcasting and what an incredible career opportunity that is for those that really feel that's where I want to be. We have Adam Adams with us and he has a unique story behind where he's been, his experience in business and real estate as an investor. He has handled some really extensive things on the business side of the world and now has come over and brought all of that experience into podcasting. But I don't want to share his story. I'm going to let him do it. As always, we have Ed Sanderson, our amazing co-host, and Capri Suarez, who is getting packed up and ready to head back to Purdue in the next weeks. And Adam, thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome to the show. Awesome to be here. I'm excited. I was Good waiting. You, Adam. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Ed. And this is where I shut up more, I promise. And you're going to hear from Ed and Capri. But Adam, first, just share with us your background, because you have such an incredible background. And just briefly share with us that process of what led you here to us today. Great. Um, So I actually went to college for um, secondary education. My plan was to be a music education, a music teacher. And uh, my stepdad Growing up, he always thought I should do real estate, and he said, "Take pay yourself first, take 10% and do this, take 10% and do that. Very smart guy, and he's done well for himself, but I didn't want to listen to him, so I just didn't. And then one day in college, he bought me a piece of land, uh, so it was really kind. I don't remember if it was a birthday present or a Christmas present, but he bought me a piece of land, and two years later, before graduating college, I got an offer to sell that land a little below what it was valued at and, but just have a quick sale at all cash. And it was more than I would make in a first year of being a a teacher. So after selling that land, I said, yes, after selling land, I never used my degree randomly enough. I never used the degree. And I read a book that my stepdad told me to read. It's called rich dad, poor dad. It's a little purple book. And there's basically two takeaways. The the first takeaway is uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the author, made all of his money doing business. And the second big takeaway is that with all that money, he paid himself first. He did 10%. He put a lot into real estate investments. And so I decided before graduating that that was what I was going to do. So I ended up um, doing property management. I thought that'd be a good way to learn real estate. And then I started a, a business. But it was right before the crash, by the way, right before the crash. So I started the business, and for a while, I was netting 20000 a month as, as a kid. I was stoked about it. And, um, and I said, you know, this, this book is, is gold. And then it slowed down because of the crash, long story short. And I also owned an apartment building and lost it because of the crash. And so I was I, in I, that crash too, Adam, just so you know. <laughs> I was a wholesale mortgage rep, so I was oh, right there with you. 
<laughs> I thought for a while that, you know, I, I shouldn't do this. I, I'm scared to do this. Maybe I made the mistake. And there was probably things that I could do better. But I, I was thinking like that this is a scary world. I'm just going to work for somebody else. So I, I did. And um, and my dad, you know, got back and my, my stepdad was like, you got to do this. And so in 2015 is when I really started. And I went complete full time in real estate and just dropped everything else and it was really tough so anybody who's doing entrepreneurship you should know that it takes time it takes effort you got to make sure you're doing bookkeeping accounting there's some expenses on top and it takes usually most people some time before they're in the black they're netting actual money and so i did that and it ended up doing pretty pretty well i got up to um, a position where i was a part owner Please don't think that I own this by myself or that it was like my net worth or anything, but a part owner in a hundred million dollars of, of apartment buildings. And so it was kind of, kind of neat, kind of cool to kind of make that a success in 2019. I thought this is, there might be a crash again. And, uh, you know, I felt it and I was like, there might be a crash again within the next five years. And so I pivoted and I sold my real estate podcast. I had a podcast on real estate. I sold that and I started just supporting other podcasters. So 2019 is kind of where I came to this. I have a company, it's called Grow Your Show. And right now we have 37 employees and we've got um, almost 70 clients that have podcasts. And we do like the editing, post-production and some marketing for them. And so that's really where I am today. Wow. That's, what a what a difference for you to leave real estate, sorry, and then come over to or you know leave it to some degree and, and over here in the podcasting world. Capri, I know she has some questions here. I'm going to pull your site up for everybody to see. Okay, cool. Hey, Capri. Hi. Of course, Ed and I always have so many questions for you. I'm just like wondering why did you decide to start podcasting? What encouraged you to do that? I was a member of a th a thing called a mastermind, and I'm not sure if everybody knows what that is. So there's um, usually usually you pay for a group that you're a part of. And this was just business owners. And actually I was probably the least uh, successful person in the whole group. Um, a lot of people were netting a million dollars a month. And so there was just some really cool people in, in that group. And um, I let them know that, Hey, I felt like there's probably going to be a crash, you know, by 2024. And I, I don't want to be caught with my pants down. Basically I don't want to purchase more property with other people's money and end up, um, ended up like being in this crash and having to owe a lot of people money or feeling bad that, that I didn't do what was right. And so I just let them know that that was it, but I didn't know what else I would do. Like, I don't know what's next. And the coach of the whole group said like, you've helped so many people in this room and in his other groups with their podcasts. So I've helped a lot of people get top 1% rated podcasts, tons of listeners and stuff like that. So he's like, you've helped so many of us for free. You're obviously passionate about podcasting. Why don't you just uh, serve podcasters? And I thought, no, you know, he's right. I do love podcasting. I do kind of have a niche that uh, uh, some people don't see it the way that I do. I'm a little, I have a little bit of Asperger's. So basically what that means is like, I'm smart in some ways and dumb in others. What what the the things that I'm kind of good at is seeing patterns, mm. and uh, so is able to figure out how to hack some algorithms within like social media platforms and podcasting platforms to kind of get our shows ranked. And um, 
And so they said, do that. And I go, oh, okay, you know, I, I will, let me get started. And so I, I actually started two companies, one that helps virtual helps people get virtual assistants. Uh, Cause I had, you know, 30 plus VAs at the time and, wow. and another company that, you know, I started that just helped podcasters and I slowed down on the VA thing. We still have it. Um, but I don't really advertise it as much because the podcasting thing, especially in 2020, I started this group in, in, in 2019 and in 2020 podcasting got so huge because of COVID and everybody's starting them that like my, my choice was, I got to, I got to slow down on this other thing and just go full, bo full bore here because so many people need that service. And mm -hmm. so that's really kind of why I did it. It's this mastermind. And, and actually that's where, how I sold the old other podcast that was on real estate. And so I was like, but, but what do I do about this? Cause it's like my baby, you know, it's like my kid. I, I built it for, for like, I don't know, four years. And, um, people are like, how many people are listening? I told him. And in that room, I got three offers above 50 grand to just hold so that they would just have the podcast. They felt it was that valuable. And so I was like, okay, cool. I departed from the show, that other show, and I went full bore into serving podcasters. That's really incredible. I don't know. I still consider myself very new to the podcasting realm. Like, um, obviously, we've been doing this show for almost two years, but well, I guess a year and a half, maybe. But I've still, I'm learning so much every day. So it's just incredible to see someone who has all that knowledge already. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you learn it by cutting your teeth on on stuff. Sometimes some of it you learn the easy way, but most of it I would say we learn the hard way. Uh-huh. Awesome. Ed, you want me to go first? Oh, sure, go ahead. I wasn't okay. sure so, if he was done. <laughs> Adam, what I love that you've just given us with your background and description, especially knowing who our audience is, that you've showed this tremendous ability to say, I'm willing to take this new risk. I'm willing to evaluate this. Coming out of that mindset of just, well, I chose this one thing and now I have to do that the rest of my life. You're really exhibiting that ability to really shift and change and do it boldly. How has that part of it been for you? You know, speaking of the taking on risks and everything, um, there's a few different personality types. We've Some of us have done a DISC profile. Some of us might, might know what culture index or, or, or predictive index. And there's many, many more. Um, they're, they're personality profiles. And if you look at predictive index, there's 17 different personalities and three of them, Maverick, um, uh, which I am, all, and there's a couple more, uh, Captain, these people are willing to take risks. They're willing to just, uh, they're being pioneers, drop everything and I'll figure it out somehow. And there's a few personalities that really don't want to take risk. They're very, they're calculated. They need to see it before they believe it. And the intro, I think this is interesting because I think it's beneficial for the person who's listening uh, to understand that, that there's pros and cons on both. And so for me, it was, it was very natural for me to like be willing to drop things and just go and figure it out as I did it. Um, however, when you have that personality and you're, you're kind of like, okay, not knowing every single thing, you will make probably more mistakes during, during the, uh, during the movement of going forward or up and down and jagged. Right. Um, however, with the other personality profiles, 
they're less likely to become entrepreneurial. They're less likely to take those risks. But when they do, they're more calculated. And in many cases, um, they are more successful. So I think it's interesting if the listener is thinking, I'm one of those people, one of those you know three-ish personality profiles is absolutely afraid of this. You might be the best at it. You just have to get around to take the risk. You just have to put yourself out there. And if you're one of the personalities that, oh, this is easy. I'll, I'll just do it and I'll figure it out. Be careful, you know, be careful because think about, I think I mentioned this before, your bookkeeping, your taxes and some other parts of it that can kind of bite you in the butt. I, I don't know if this is a cussing uh, podcast <laughs> or not. So it'll bite you in the butt if you, if you know, if you do it wrong, if you go too fast, like that ready fire aim and the ready aim fire. I've become, because I've been bit in the butt, I have the scars to prove it so many times that I've become that person who more advocates for ready aim fire, but mm -hmm. still take the risk, still move forward. And so to answer your question, I think it was easy for me to, to take that risk. And, um, and for me at the, in the beginning, I didn't have children. I, now I've got two boys. And when you, when you've got the kids, you have to think about things a little bit differently. You have to, you know, be cautious. Um, and so I will share like another little takeaway. Um, and this is that any type of starting a business is always going to be hard. And I think a mistake that a lot of people have made in, in, as they go with starting a podcast, starting a business is that they try to do too many things at a time, or they, um, they only do something for a short amount of time. And I think that's a huge problem because like I said before, it, it takes sometimes a year or two or three to get into the black. Sometimes it takes some, it takes time to get that business to where it's really going, really generating so and paying for itself. And the problem that I've seen with people that, that want to be entrepreneurs or start a podcast, for example, is they go and start it, but then it's like in three months, they haven't already seen, they, they're not millionaires after three months of starting their podcast or starting their business. And so they just throw up their hands and say, this does not work. I'm going to try something else. And then they chase a new shiny object. And then they try that for just a short amount of time also, and it gets hard. They get punched in the face one time and they think I failed because in, in some ways, and Capri, you might agree with this. I believe that in many ways, and I think Robert Kiyosaki agrees with this. If you read that book, education kind of teaches us that it, failure is bad, that if we fail, it's over that we, we get a, we have to take that class over. We, we, we can't graduate mm -hmm. or our, our parents ground us. That's what failure means to a lot of people. Cause we kind of been conditioned about that. But ultimately we, we have to understand that failure is like falling on a bike. Anybody who has ridden a bike and can ride a bike, you've got, you're going to have scars on your knee. You're going to have uh, painful wrists. You're going to be embarrassed a little bit because you will fall. Because of, of try, getting back up and trying again, falling, getting back up and trying again, falling, it's the persistence and that determination on the same thing. You don't just say you fall once on a bike. You say, that doesn't work. I'll try skateboarding. Yeah. You fall once. You, you're, I'll try parkour. You, you fall once. You say, I'll try gymnastics. You fall, fall once and you try soccer. And um, all of these things can can be a problem, but you got to put in the 10,000 hours. You've got to put in the time, the effort yes. over a period of time and be, you know, determined. 
And that's when magic happens. It's all a bell curve. And so to just have a takeaway, regardless if you are confident in it or you're reluctant to do it, it will work if you stay the same course. Mm -hmm. But if you're chasing a whole bunch of shining objects or, or blaming things and saying this doesn't work, even though it worked for other people, it doesn't work anymore or it doesn't work for girls or it doesn't work for uh, this color or that color or older or younger, like those excuses are invalid. It will work for anybody as long as you stay the path. Excellent. If I can add something there, something that totally changed my perspective on like starting something and sticking with it, because I kind of am that second type where it's like, if I don't know how it goes, I don't really want to do it. But some, one of my teachers um, said, and it's kind of cringy, but you got to like um, stick with it. But failing is just your first attempt and learning. And if you don't fall, you can never get back up again. And like, you can't climb a ladder without starting on the bottom. So sometimes you do have to start on the bottom and you do yeah. have to step down off the ladder so you can move the ladder to a taller wall and climb it up. Like Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Go Capri. <laughs> that was pretty good stuff. I that was like pretty that. good stuff. Ed? Adam, first, let me tell you that I dig your name. <laughs> I would like to say that I named myself, but I kind of did. <laughs> Short, quick story. I was, I was born on a polygamous colony. My mom was the sixth wife. We won't get into big details on this, next but I couldn't, have, I couldn't have right bio dad's last name. I couldn't have bio dad's last name. And so when my mom left and we grew up like on our own, I was five years old and about to go to school. And she goes, she goes, um, I'm, she's getting my birth certificate for the first time. And she's like, how would you feel if your name was Adam Adams? Like, so I could take her maiden name and I was five. And so I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, love I, it. I, in a way I kind of had some say with that name, but my mom doesn't hate me. I'm, I promise you that much. <laughs> I think it's cool. In I fact, if your middle name was Adam too, you'd be my hero. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people I lie sometimes and say it's Adam Adamson Adams, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's able. Abel, yeah. like Cain and Abel. Yeah, if, if if my wife was here, she would hope it would be Adam Ant Adams. But that's <laughs> my my stepdad, the one that I told you got me into real estate and investing and um and starting my own business, he always calls me Adam Ant. I love it. <laughs> so Adam, it's a fascinating journey that you're on, and I always try to go back to our core audience, which is a parent or a student or a young person trying to make some sense of all of it. First of all, the recommendation on Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a classic. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. And I also am glad to hear that, you know, you had both sides, the education side, you know what that went through. And you had your other dad who was kind of the entrepreneurial one. So you got to see both sides of that equation. Um, my question revolves around a young person who's kind of, I don't even know if you have a good answer for this, but I'm going to throw it out here anyways. A young person is like TikTok, Instagram, those things, maybe YouTube. And I think they might ask the question, well, one, should I transition over to podcasting? Or maybe a better question is, what is the difference between them and why is podcasting a platform that they might want to consider? Well, I love the question. And I do have an answer because podcasting's certainly has its unique parts from things that are social media and from YouTube as well. Interesting on YouTube, for example, and TikTok, 
you might put out, and Capri knows this, she's got a bunch of friends that do this as well. Um, you might put out, let's say, 100 posts, and most of them get like 30 likes, but one of them gets like 7 million likes. And that's the thing that, that happens on TikTok. Be and here's another interesting thing. Just because like on TikTok, you got 7 million people on one of your videos, but not on the others. And because a lot of people started following you, but they're not engaging on anything else, it doesn't really mean anything. You're not really an influencer when you're on YouTube and you have a couple that have millions and a bunch that have thousands. If you're on a podcast, it's a totally different world. And it's frustrating for some, you know, that want that TikTok experience. Like, I just need something to go viral. Because you don't really have something that goes viral. You you usually have something that's steady. And so you've got 100 downloads for every single episode. you got 300 downloads for every episode. you got 3,000 downloads for every single episode. Or you, or you have 30,000. I have one client. They have 120,000 for every single episode. But they, but they don't have any that are 50. And they don't have any that are 70 million. It's just 120,000. And on my podcast, it's small-ish. We're in the top 1%, but it's not a humongous audience. We're usually between uh, 3,500 and around 6,000 per episode. So it's, That's huge. it's all in that same area, right? We are aspiring and, to that, Adam. And the, th the, the way to think about it is on YouTube, when I go and view YouTube and TikTok, I, I scroll up, I scroll up, I scroll up, I pass it, I pass it, I pass it. And then I might stay on one for a few seconds. I might like it. And then I'll go to somebody else's channel again. Same thing on YouTube. When, when YouTube puts a video in front of somebody, it's because they think that that's something that that person might be interested in. And while watching that video, they have a whole bunch of other videos underneath that says, watch this next. Mm -hmm. and none of them are of the same channel. Mm -hmm. Podcasting's different. When you're on podcast, you subscribe to a channel, and you only have that channel in front of you at the same time. You're not, you're not having the podcast playing platform try to pull you away to everybody else's. So for the most part, people listen to every single episode. People call me, and they hire me as a coach for podcasting all the time, and they say, I've listened to every single episode. And I'm like, how is that possible? There's almost 400 episodes. Like, how much time do you have? I, it took me years to put them out, right? And, and you saying you're, you're listening to all of them. And, or they say, that I've listened to 60 episodes in a row, and now I'm ready to hire you. Hmm. So on YouTube, the truth of the matter is, there's only about two-ish people that are on YouTube that I even know their name. One of them is Andrew Huberman. And... There's only maybe one other person. I can't even think of their name now. It's so bad. But on, on YouTube, if I see something with Andrew Huberman, I'm going to probably watch it. But anything else, I may or may not recognize the face. I might watch it, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to like subscribe to their channel and just keep mm -hmm. watching all of that stuff. But on, on podcasts, that's exactly how it works. You subscribe to a channel. And then you get downloaded all of their stuff and then you keep coming back every single week. So it, it, think of a podcast as a chapter book and each episode is a new chapter. They're, 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 
they're consecutive. They go with each other and they all speak to the exact same audience and they're hooked until that podcast is over. And in many cases, that's hundreds or thousands of episodes on YouTube, on TikTok. You're like, you're, you're not, it's not working. It's not working. You make one that's big and now you think you're great, but the next one's small again. It can mm-hmm. take a long time to actually get that traction on those other platforms because people don't follow people the same way that they do on a podcast. So what I love is I'm able to develop relationships with my clients so much that when, or my potential clients, I guess I should say so much that when they call me to hire me, they're like starstruck and I'm just a normal person. They're starstruck. They're, Oh my gosh, I'm talking to the Adam Adams. This is so amazing. I never thought that I would do this. And I feel like I know you and it's always, it takes you back because you're like, but I don't know you. How could you know me? It's because they've been having a personal conversation with me for dozens or hundreds of episodes. So that's right. why it's a little bit different. YouTube, you're, you're going to maybe, maybe like one or two videos to somebody. Usually podcasting, you're going to subscribe to the channel and stay with it for a long, long time. Got you. And I just have another follow-up question. I know we have to get out of here, but um, I guess the other follow-up question is for a young person or a parent who's thinking about going into it. You talked a little bit about you have a you know you have a, a business where you're helping people. I'm just curious if you could comment on how the monetization of the platform works. How do they make money at that? And I'm sure you can't predict how long that takes. But if you have any guidelines in terms of this isn't like I liked what you said about you might get a million and you might feel good about that on social media, but that's not necessarily a long-term strategy for monetizing that. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how the monetization works for a podcast. Yeah. Well, good question. The monetization on podcasts is a little bit different from uh, other things. So, you know, with a podcast, there's seven ish ways. And if you go to the podcast on podcasting, you'll, you'll be able to see, you'll be, you could type in how to monetize and podcast on podcasting. I have some, great episodes on that that are like an hour long. Uh, But to give it quickly, there's a few ways to monetize. One of the ways is you can get advertisers or sponsors to pay you to talk about them on all of the shows or to put one of their ads on your shows. And that way it doesn't make quite as much. So I'm going to say three different ways to monetize. I'm going to show go the lowest way to the highest way. The lowest is something called CPM. You don't have to know what that means, but it means cost per meal, which means cost per thousand because meal, M-I-L, is, is Latin and or Spanish is, is very similar. So cost per thousand downloads. The thousand people that download this, I'm going to give you $30 per thousand. And so that can be tough for some people because even a top 1% podcast only has 3,000. Right. And so you're going to make maybe 90 bucks per episode. And if you've, let's just say you're putting out one episode a week, um, that's not even $400 a month. So it's not a great way to monetize. I, th- I think most people on the call want to get to that place where they're making, you know, five figures a month, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be tough to do that with 400 bucks. The second way, the second out of the three that I'll share, there's seven. But the second one that's common is where you have uh, people that you reach out to that can sponsor the show that basically they serve the same avatar. I'll call your listener an, a listener avatar. It's the perfect listener. Um, they also serve that person. 
And so they want to get in front of them. A good example is like a real estate agent has a podcast and then a real estate lender. I think, Amy, you you did a little bit of that. A lender might might say, hey, we, we all serve these investors uh, that are buying houses. So why don't, why don't I uh, try to be in front of your people? And you're going to get a lot more than $30 or $20 CPM. You're going to be able to negotiate something with that lender where they say, hey, I'm going to give you um, $3,000 a month for the next six months to be part of your podcast, regardless of how many people you've got listening. And so that way you can make like $3,000 a month. The highest way goes back to being like an entrepreneur. And uh, I'll be vulnerable and I'll share a stat from my podcast. Now, I've, I've have had podcast uh, clients that make a lot more than I do. I don't want to work so much. I only want to work four hours a week. So that's what I do. But I have had podcast clients that that um, that are making like a million dollars or more in a year because of their podcast. On my podcast, we bring in forty five thousand a month through the podcast, and we do it by selling our own product or service. Mm -hmm. So this is the one that I think is the best. But you should be an entrepreneur for that. You should yeah. be having your own. You might be a coach or a consultant or uh, an attorney. And there's some other categories where you can do that. For me, I serve people by uh, by helping them start a podcast, grow a podcast, and we do all the work for their podcast. So they just push record and we do the rest. And so with that, we get a client or two each month and we have highish ticket prices for some of the things that we offer. And so we're able to uh, attribute out of the gross revenue that we make at the company, 45,000 comes each month, comes directly from the podcast. So for me, I would way rather uh, sell my own stuff than get $30 for a CPM model for uh, somebody who doesn't really fit my avatar or $3,000 a month from somebody who fits my avatar. I would rather just sell my own stuff, grow my own business that way. So there's many other ways you could go to the podcast on podcasting to get more info on it. But those are the three ways that I, I see most people monetizing a podcast. Isn't that great? Didn't he answer so many questions today? For Fantastic. all of our listeners, now you just heard it. Adam Adams just dropped the bomb and said, this is what it takes is what you do. And what I loved is how you also keyed in on the consistency. We were just discussing that before you came on, Adam. I was saying to Capri, I'm so excited. We really have had that consistency. We're booked the rest of the year. We'll go into season three. We are going to keep doing what we're doing ongoing because that consistency pays off. I love it. That was fantastic, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, how about we wrap this bad boy up so we can let Adam get back to his life and his kids? Adam, we really appreciate you today. Our week so much. Working, so <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so listen, on behalf of uh, my co-hosts, Amy and Capri, my name is Ed, and we really want to thank Adam for showing up. Adam Adams, I love that name, for being our guest and talking about the life in the podcast world. Um, listen, this podcast for us, is truly a passion project. So when we talk about education, career, and beyond, that's because we want to make sure we're communicating with young people and adults who are trying to understand the way of business, podcast in this situation, or you know, just being open to hearing about how you can grow a business and hearing other people's experiences. Or maybe you're in school and you're trying to figure out what to do when you get out. Either way, the podcast is fantastic. And if you listen to this one, 
and you like it, just give us a thumbs up. If you think somebody else would enjoy it, because we know they would, make sure you share it. And we do one of these every single week. So go ahead and subscribe so you can get this delivered right to your email box or join us on one of the uh, podcast channels. You can check it out. That was our episode. It was another great one. We'll see you next time.